Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarali. This is the update for Monday, September 14th, 2020. So the Eastern Conference Finals are getting ready to start, while the Western Conference Semifinals are looking to wrap up with the Clippers and Nuggets in a Game 7 finale. So the Celtics versus the Raptors. <sighs> this one finished 4-3 for the Celtics. Big bummer as a Raptors fan, but... As an NBA fan, this is going to be a really interesting series with the Heat. I think the Celtics proved that they were a bit stronger than the Raptors overall. Kyle Lowry is just so important to this Raptors basketball team. And we and we saw it at the end of Game 7 there. As soon as he fouled out, it pretty much fell apart for the Raptors. They had 30 or so seconds to bring it back. Fred Van Vliet brought the ball up the court and... He didn't do much with it. He basically dribbled out the ball and took a really bad shot. I think if Kyle Lowry was there, then it might be a different scenario, but no point really fantasizing about what could have happened. It was a bit disappointing. I mean, Pascal Siakam, the whole series just could not get it together. In this game seven, I mean, he shot super poorly. He was he was just everywhere. He he couldn't handle the ball at all. Like he he just fumbled everything. He lacked so much confidence in this series and he he really got exposed. I'm interested to see how he'll be able to turn this around cuz next year is a huge year. Like he's going to be on 30 million dollars a year next year and if this happens again in the playoffs, I mean the Raptors fan base won't be as kind to him as a max contract player performing like that. Kemba Walker as well struggled this series I think his impact was far greater though I mean Kemba Walker really just struggled shooting the ball he was still very dominant on the court he, he was making the right passes he was still there for his team whereas Pascal looked non-existent in a lot of games early in game seven actually Pascal was in the first quarter he was taken out of the game and the Raptors went on like a really good run there with Sergi Baca and Norman Powell coming in and then they called a timeout and he was brought back in and it was it was what it was, but no point speculating on what could have happened. Congrats to the Celtics and their fan base. And the Bucks versus Heat also finished up this week. Not much to really add here. Giannis sat for the fifth game in the series here. Congrats to the Heat. They, they were just so good from top to bottom. I mean, their their leading score in the fifth game had 17 points. It was actually tied for 17. Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic. Everyone else contributed. I mean, this is a really deep team. I'm interested to see how they'll do against potentially the Lakers in the finals or even against the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics have some really star players. I'm interested to see how these two will match up, but not much to add to this series other than, wow, that's that must really suck if you're a Bucks fan. I know what it feels like. I remember in 2018 when the Raptors were the number one seed and got swept by LeBron James, Cleveland Cavaliers. I wasn't online <laughs> for a week or two there. It was, uh, it was rough. But uh, yeah, moving on. Heat versus Celtics, the Eastern Conference Finals. Game one will be this Tuesday, September 15th. This is going to be a really interesting nail-biter series because you can just tell these are both really gritty teams and they both really want it. Celtics have been here before, 2018. Very similar core. I mean, not completely similar. I mean, switch out Kyrie Irving for Kemba Walker and a couple other pieces, but you have... You have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Uh, I believe Gordon Hayward was around there, but he, he'll be out for this series as well, I believe. It'll be really interesting. If I had to predict a favorite, I would guess the Boston Celtics, but not by a lot here. So 
stay tuned for that game uh the game won on tuesday there the rockets versus the lakers finished up with the lakers dominating four to one i really thought the rockets would have put up a better fight after their first uh game one win there the lakers are really starting to gel now great performance in game five from danny green and markeith morris two bench players here with Danny Green going four and six from three and Markeith Morris going four and four from three. Non-starters on this team, as well as pretty much every other player not named LeBron James or Anthony Davis, really need to even play average, to be honest with you, for this Lakers team to win the championship. I, I just think like LeBron James and Anthony Davis are so unstoppable. Two top five players in the league on the same team. I mean, anyone who watches basketball knows that this team wasn't assembled with a lot of care, but they're, they're still the favorites and, and they've gelled together so well. I mean, coming back into the regular season with those eight bubble games, going three and five, not really looking convincing at all, and then going four and one, one against the Blazers and four and one against the Rockets, only losing the game once to both teams and pretty much dismantling them throughout the way. So it'll be really interesting to see how they'll match up against the Clippers or the Nuggets. Other interesting news that comes after this series, Mike D'Antoni, the head coach of the Houston Rockets, has informed management and ownership that he will be pursuing other teams to coach after his contract expires this season. So 2020-2021, Mike D'Antoni will be coaching a new team. There's some speculation to who it will be. I'm curious to see whether, I mean, Mike D'Antoni is going to have to take a project team. He's not going to, there's no positions open right now that will give him another contending team unless unless a contending team fires their coach. But as of right now, the, the teams without a head coach, Indiana Pacers, Philadelphia 76ers, to name a few, I think those are the two teams that might be front runners. Philadelphia is supposed to be the main front runner, but I really don't see them contending next year unless unless they stretch some contracts, make some savvy trades. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, just not really a good core for a championship. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And then finally, the Clippers and the Nuggets tied up 3-3 going into Game 7. Wow. Clippers show immense resilience, clawing back up from down 3-1. Just amazing. I never really would have thought this team would have been here, but here we are. I mean, the Clippers were up 73-55, so they've an 18-point lead with eight minutes left in the third quarter, and they get outscored 56-25 for them to eventually lose the game. And this raises a lot of questions for me. Like, will Kawhi Leonard and Paul George be enough to carry this team in Game 7? The other three starters for the Clippers only scored a combined nine points. So Ivica Zubak, Marcus Morris, and Patrick Beverly were pretty much non-existent. And I'm interested to see if Paul George will continue this because, as we know, he's been very back and forth in the playoffs. He hasn't excelled at all. He hasn't, I mean, he excelled this game. He scored 33 points and he's excelled in some games, but he hasn't really shown like what he can do in the playoffs compared to the regular season. Like he hasn't had that outstanding game. And the Clippers to me just have such a weird mentality. Like when I look at them, everyone on the team just has this air of arrogance to them where like they they deserve to be the best because they have all they have, you know, oh, I'm Patrick Beverly, oh, I'm I'm Lou Williams, whoever, Harrell. They they all have this arrogance to them that they deserve to be there instead of 
Like I, I earned this. And you see that that earned mentality, that really blue collar basketball from like from Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics or even the Lakers to an extent, they just want it so much more. And I don't see that here on the Clippers. Again, though, Kawhi, Kawhi is the team's best player, but he's not a leader for me. And that might seem harsh, but when you look at last year's Raptors team, Kyle Lowry was the vocal leader. He was the one getting everyone amped up. He was the one inspiring the whole team, but Kawhi was the best player, and they don't really have that on this this Clippers team. And I think it could be due to a few reasons. I mean, this team was just assembled this year, so it's it's going to take a while for them to gel, whereas last year's Raptors team, the whole team was assembled, and they just got that one piece. So I'm really interested to see how this Game 7 will go. I, like, the Clippers are, of course, the favorites, but the Nuggets have uh, have crawled back from some pretty insane stuff. Because in the first series of the playoffs, if you don't remember, against the Utah Jazz, they were down 3-1 as well, and they w- went to win three consecutive games in a row. So they have a lot of interesting pieces. Gary Harris played really well in that game six. Paul Millsap played phenomenal in game five. So they have a few guys that can really pop off. As long as Jokic plays super well, and if as long as Murray plays average, in my opinion, that they can win that game seven. But um, the Clippers are still the favorites. So we'll see. Game seven is Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern for our listeners here. And that concludes our episode. Thank you for listening to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarali. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarali. Tune in next Monday for our next episode. Have a good one.